Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you, God, and another day, another chance at life, God. I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity and the chance to able to talk and share my testimony with my with my family here. I thank you, God, for Mr. Bergeron and his yes to just let me be on his show, God. I pray, Lord, that you help me touch and move people who are confused or who just want to hear your word. As I say, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom, kingdom come, thy will, will be done, done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. I will start by introducing my co-host today is my lovely daughter, Miss Jessica Bergeron. Hey, Dad. Her, her husband says Bajeron, so I'm not really sure. What do you say? Bergeron. Okay, there we go. Uh, and so she brought this wonderful guest to us today. And our guest today on the show is Mr. Henry Lopez. He is a senior at Southside High School. Welcome to the show, Henry. Thank you for having me. All right. Uh, so you might have heard in Henry's prayer, he referred to me as Mr. Bajeron. I've been called a lot of things, but, you know, <laughs> that may have been the worst thing I've ever been called. You know, no, I'm just kidding, Brandon. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, again, Jess brought Henry to us today. So, Henry, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I've always gone to church, but this is my first year having, like, a, a community, like, Sacred Heart. Uh, just one day, Miss Jessica texted me and was like, hey, do you want to join a group? And at first, I had no idea what I was doing, but ever since then, it's just, like, a huge family that I grew into. Sacred Heart Church in Broussard, I believe. Jess, what's the program called? So he is involved in Life Teen, which is the high school program where the teens get to go and get poured into um, through different ministries with small groups and speakers and praise and worship, which he had been attending previously. But I am the edge coordinator at Sacred Heart, which is the middle school ministry. And I um, kind of recruit a core team of the high schoolers to help out with the middle school program. So that's what Henry is talking about. I called him and uh, asked him to be part of that core team. So at Life Teen, he is poured into, but at Edge, he serves. And so my question for you, Henry, is how has serving on the core team affected your relationship with Christ? It's not just like a way to teach. It's also a way that I receive because since this is my first year as a Catholic, as the same time as I teach, I also receive. Like I just learn, and it's just it's beautiful to show these kids like, the love of God and just help them out and like although they don't understand and I may not fully understand each each week we we get that one percent that we learn together yeah so uh interestingly enough and y'all might may not understand but Henry is going through baptism confirmation just and, in my first, Eucharist, and yes. first communion all at the same time and he was going to a non-denominational church I believe in New Iberia Correct. And um, and so, uh, how were you attracted to the Catholic Church? Why the Catholic Church? Uh, it all started in Covecrest. I actually had my first ever Mass there at 17. And, like, that whole week itself was amazing. And then I had a talk with my youth leader, James, on our way back. We actually sat down and had lunch. And then he was just like, hey, I know you may not be Catholic, but if you ever need a time to talk, we can talk. 
So I, he, inv- he actually invited me to lunch, and then I just told him, hey, I want to become a Catholic. And at first, maybe it was just a response, but little by little, like, I actually, like, when I dove right in, and I was like, wow, this is, this is the truth. I love it. And how did your family take that? Any, they didn't have any problem with that? Um, they were a little suspicious as to why, but at the end of the day, it was what I knew. This is, I knew, I knew this was my calling. Nice. Going backwards a little bit. How did you get to Cove Crest? Because you were going to this non-denominational church. Cove Crest is a Catholic camp, correct? Right. So who invited you and how did that happen? Uh, my two best friends, Kenny and Isabel, right now they're at school. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) we were at, they invite they first they invited me to just paintball saying it was a group of friends and I had no idea it was a church group and then like we were just having fun playing paintball and then the youth minister James he comes up to me and he's like hey what are you doing this summer then I was like nothing much just work and then he told me he told me about Cogress and then little by little we just started sharing information I just got on the bus yeah so to date myself, you know, when I was a little kid, we grew up in Youngsville, and um, we had a farm out there, and we used to ride horses. Uh, and uh, Henry, where where, the, where Southside High School is now, I think pretty much it was all sugarcane fields, and we used to ride horses all through there when I was a kid. And so there was no Southside High School, you know, back in the day. But I know it's it's doing real well. It's a beautiful school, and uh, that's just awesome. That's a great story. So. We talked a little bit on the on the truck coming over here, and uh, I think you you told me you really have an affinity for reading the Bible. Tell us a little bit about what 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 normally do you? Or where are you in the Bible? Where are you where are you reading? What what attracts you? Well, not all of us are perfect, and I'm not perfect in my faith. But every morning I try and like read something, and in my Bible, I don't know if all Catholics have it, but we have at Lighting they give us this Bible, and towards the end of the Bible they have like maybe two chapters, and each each line has like a different verse you can read. So lately I've been reading about like friendship and love mm-hmm. and especially uh, commitment because I want to stay commitment to my faith. Old Testament, New Testament? Mainly New Testament. New Testament, yeah. Um, Henry, so I'm in a master's program right now for theology. And in my classes today, we were talking about social media and the different generations and how that's affected us. So my question for you is, do you think... So they were talking about how social media is like its own continent right now. The digital platform is its own continent. And there's this debate of should we be off social media completely or should we be evangelizing on social media to meet the generation, the young generation that's on it today? So do you feel like there is a way to evangelize through social media with your generation? My opinion on that is that is probably the best way we can evangelize, especially with the kids, because... It's not like we like if we take a child to mass and try and evangelize there, they're gonna get like either bored or they're not gonna want to talk about it. But if we just text them or even send them a, a Christian TikTok, they might actually enjoy it. So uh, the teen uh, scene is not so much Facebook, right? That's not no. not on Facebook. TikTok, Instagram, Instagram, yeah, Instagram and TikTok. Okay, I'm getting with it. No Twitter. No, no Twitter. <laughs> okay. All right. That's cool. Uh, all right, Jess, come on. Um, do you have a confirmation saint picked out yet? And if so, why did you choose them? Well, I don't, I haven't chosen, I haven't actually confirmed it, but I was talking to James about St. Nicholas 
And I know that's kind of cliche, but like, I like we're in the holiday season, Henry. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's no coincidence for that one. Well, the reason for that was like at Codecrest, I was like they brought they brought me in as a family. I was receiving, receiving, but like ever since that moment, like I just want to give back. I love that. You know, I hope St. Nicholas was good to everybody this Christmas. Um, and what a, what a wonderful man. So um, in in your Bible readings, you mentioned, um, uh, you know, you, you read a little bit around it. Tell me if there's any in St. Nicholas. Are there some Bible characters maybe that you, you've read about that, that attract you? Or maybe a Bible story that, that, that's meaningful to you? Uh, the one that... Whenever people ask me and I usually answer, reply with, is usually the one when they're at the Last Supper and all the disciples are like complaining about how the world hates them. And Jesus simply replied to them, if the world hated you, remember, it hated me first. And ever since that, like, I I see, I, I'll even admit sometimes I'll get, I feel embarrassed about the gospel, but then I remember like, if the world hated Jesus first about it, then and he died for me, then I should be willingly to just openly express how I feel about God. Going off of that, do you feel like you experience any persecution being an active Catholic at your age? And what what are those challenges of being a Christian at your age? With the people I normally hang out with, I would say no, because I usually hang out with my Catholic friends, but if I do go to school, they'll sometimes call me a Jesus freak, but I'm in love with Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been called that a few times. And, uh, yep, you got to accept that badge of honor for sure. Uh, that's cool. Um, so soccer, you're involved in soccer. You play yeah. for Southside. Yeah, we had a game last night. You had, did y'all win? <laughs> yes, 3-0. Do you find that sports and soccer um, affect your faith in a good way, a bad way? Um, does it bring you discipline? It definitely brings me discipline. I actually had a conversation with a friend, and he he said this, and it just stuck with me for the last few weeks. He told me, I want to glorify God in the sport I play and just Mm -hmm. give back. And ever since then, I was like, it's not just about me. I can glorify God and honor him in what I do. Yeah, Henry's in here with a beautiful letter jacket uh, from Southside. (laughs) And, uh, you know, Jess and I and Brandon, her husband, have had many conversations. They all played sports, and... And they have two young boys that are going to, I'm sure, play some sports. And there's a fine line but between uh, being a good Catholic and a Christian and, and also having that competitive spirit of uh, wanting to pull the eyeballs out of, of your opponent, you know. So, Jess, I mean, we got to balance that, huh? What, what's your thoughts? I think, like Henry said, you make it a prayer. Everything in your life can be a prayer. It's not compartmental, compartmentalizing your life or when you recite the Our Father, that's the only time you're praying. Um, like he said, you can offer a soccer game as a prayer for Christ. Just like as a mom, you can offer changing a diaper. You can offer cooking or cleaning as a prayer. So anything we do, if we, before we do it, pray for it and tell tell the Father that you're offering it for someone specific, maybe offer it for someone that may be struggling. Um, that's a way to balance those I things. I like that. So Henry mentioned his parents. One is from uh, Mexico, I believe he said, and Correct. one from Guatemala. And um, I don't know if you've heard the t- term Cajun Catholics. Now that you're getting ready to be a Catholic, it sounds like you're already a Cajun. So what, when you hear that term, though, um, and, and, and tell me a little bit about the people here that you've met and, and, and what is, what's, what's it like living in Lafayette? And Lafayette is just crazy Cajun people. <laughs> we're, we're all like 
we don't have to know somebody to enjoy to enjoy time with them. I feel like in Lafayette, everybody's connected in one way or another. We're all just crazy Cajun people. We, we can we can for for Easter we can enjoy a, a crawfish boil and just mm-hmm. have a good time, even if it's about God or not. We can all just have a good community with with one another. Now, when you eat that good Cajun food, two questions. One is, what's your favorite Cajun dish? But secondly, um, when you were in the non-denominational church, and, and even now, has has the prayer before meals, do you pray before meals, and has that changed? Well, my first answer is, obviously, crawfish and maybe gumbo. <laughs> They're in the tie, crawfish and gumbo. And then, I've always prayed. My family, we always pray before uh, food, but now, recently, me and my friends have been keeping each other accountable because I feel like it's so easy to pray with a family but when you're by yourself at the cafeteria or just somewhere by yourself it's you can just easily grab the meal and eat but lately me and my friends have been holding each other accountable about praying you've mentioned your friends a lot can you talk to our audience about the importance of community and surrounding yourself with a good group of friends because I think a lot of young people are struggling with that they try to do their faith alone Um, so talk about the importance of community Community is one of the biggest factor I feel in the church because it's so easy to just go to church and just go through the motions. But in reality, if you have a a community or for me, even a family that is all connected in the church, I feel like you can express how you feel about God instead of just like holding it in and trying to go through the motions. Yeah, I want to remind our listeners, you're listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show. We feature outstanding Catholics from all over Acadiana. We have one that's getting ready to become a Catholic. And uh, today's guest is Henry Lopez. He is a junior at Southside, uh, sorry, a senior, I apologize, (laughs) senior at Southside High School and a soccer star, it sounds like, and uh, just a a guy that looks like he's going to be a real soldier for Christ. Henry, you have brothers and sisters? Yes, two sisters. Two sisters. Tell me what you feel like. Do you think it's possible that your sisters and your and your mom and dad would potentially follow you into the Catholic Church? As of now, I would actually say no, because I, I, to me, it looks like they're strongly in their faith as uh, non-denominational Christians. But in the future, I, I can possible, maybe see huh? possibly. I think you know um, people are attracted to someone who's joyful in their in their relationship with Christ, and I, I find that. Maybe if you find that joy in the church, I think you will. Most of us Catholics, I think, have. And and when you see that joy in someone's eyes and you want to be a part of that, you know, I think your family will want to join in with that. Um, But it's beautiful that you mentioned your family prays together and it's harder for you to pray in private. I I don't know, Jess, I feel like it's just the opposite with most people. It's it's harder for us to pray as a family. And I know that sounds strange, but... Um, in know, my master's program, yeah. he was telling us, they say to shop local, we need to love local. They said it's yeah. so easy to love somebody on the street or in your youth ministry program, but then you go home and yell at your family. So yeah. he was telling us to love local. There you go. I like that. All right. Henry, um, your baptism is in April, right? It's um, for during, uh, Easter. during Easter. So what are you most looking forward to um, during that special ceremony? And then in addition, where do you see yourself in the church serving as an adult? Which type of ministries would you like to be involved in? The one thing I can honestly say I'm most excited for, and this is probably cliche, but it's going to be receiving my first communion. I think that's that's something special that 
many people don't take into consideration when receiving. And I hopefully stick with Sacred Heart. James gives me the opportunity to serve in the music ministry. Yeah, uh, you know, chicks love a guy who plays the guitar. <laughs> I don't know if you have a girlfriend. Not yet. Not okay, yet. so not yet, he listen says. up, uh, ladies out there. We have an eligible bachelor that plays the uh, the guitar, right? And uh, definitely, that's something that's cool. And uh, and I happen to know your two priests at Sacred Heart very well, Father Casey Duga and Father Michael Delcom, and you're in good hands right there. Good people. <laughs> They both like to hunt and fish and uh, they have a great love for Christ. And I was actually at Mass there uh, this past Sunday and I enjoyed it. Uh, they got a, a real special thing going on at that church and I hope that you stick with them. Um, so we, we touched on it in uh, John 6, right? I mean, this is when Jesus said, this is my body. And that's taking that leap of faith with the Catholic Church is something that we hold dearly that that Eucharist is the body of Christ, right? Uh, can you accept that? teaching yeah i can accept that yeah and and tell me how i mean how is it possible that jesus is in that little piece of bread it's honestly you can't scientifically prove it but it's just about faith i remember james talking to me one time and he told me about a eucharistic miracle and in that moment i knew there's no other explanation like yeah. it we can go in circles and circles and try and prove each other wrong but at the end of the day the the fact is there. I like that. You know, uh, Father Chester at Cathedral said to, in a mass about, I guess about six months ago during Lent last year, he said, every time you take communion, you should, uh, you know, say, Jesus, I trust in you. And um, I've been doing that ever since, you know, that time. And it's, it's beautiful. It's something that uh, I think it's a good practice. What do you think, Jess? Uh, tell me about tell tell Henry we have some funny things in our uh, in our family, and Henry one of the things that we have is when we receive the original piece of the Eucharist. You know when you go up to communion, and they're in pieces, right? They're like in triangular pieces, but the other Eucharist are circles. And when you're up in the front of the church, sometimes you receive the actual consecrated Eucharist that, that the priests use. Tell them what we call it, Jess. Pac-Man. Okay, and I don't know if that's sacrilegious, but you know, it kind of looks like Pac-Man, right? So in our family, you know, we just have like an ongoing joke, but it's not a joke. I mean, it's like for me, and I think for you, I'll speak for mom, you know, we that's something special when you walk up to Mass and you get that piece. It's like a little extra blessing. What, huh? Yeah, and a lot of our confirmation kids that we're teaching right now, they, they told me that they never understood that rule of um, the hour fast before the Eucharist. Oh, yeah. um, they, they never knew that. Did you know that rule, Henry, before no. confirmation class? Of that. All right, I want some clarity on that rule because when I was a kid, my mother was a stickler for that, and there was a big question as to is it an hour before the start of mass or, or an, an hour, hour before, before the you Eucharist? Yeah. I personally think it's an hour before you receive the Eucharist, and we asked Father Casey, and he said that is true. That's it. Okay, good. Man, I'm, I thought I was going straight to hell because uh, I have pushed that time limit. That's nice. Pregnant mothers are, um, what is the word? Exempt? Right. Okay. They're exempt. All right. How about adoration, Henry? Have you experienced that yet? That was one of the biggest things why I converted. I remember during Cold Crest, I was really sick, and I cannot explain it, but in that 40 minutes of adoration, I just felt it all gone. It was like... Healed. Yeah, healed. I, I, I didn't believe in... Uh, what's the word? 
Transubstantiation? Uh, no. no. Uh, miracles oh. until that moment. Mm. Wow. Wow. <clears throat> Henry, I think a lot of young kids are kind of in this like lukewarm phase, and a lot of people say it's the worst place to be. It's like you're comfortable with your faith. You, you believe God exists, and you right. know he's there, and you may show up on, to, sun, um, to Mass on Sunday, but you're very comfortable with your own life, and so they're just stuck in this lukewarm place. But I do find that you have made that jump. You're, you're all in. There's, right. no, there's no back and forth. What kind of advice would you give to those younger kids out there who are just kind of stuck in the middle and can't decide? They're still peer pressured by their friends, but they, they want to believe in Christ and want to have a relationship, but it's that finding that middle ground. For me, it was sticking with the group I had at Copecrest and making that split decision is do I want my I guess you could say Catholic friends or do I want straight friends and I guess that's where a lot of people go wrong because on Sunday they want to have their Catholic friends but Monday through Saturday they want to have their straight friends and I think I think at the bottom line is it's what do you see yourself in like do you do you want to be that lukewarm Christian I guess or do you want to dive all in I remember John Listy saying that, you know, he grew up with his dad as a youth minister and uh, he would always goof off in class and he, I think one day he, he cursed and his teacher went up to him and he said, I'll never forget this. He looked at him and said, you need to decide who you want to be. You have to decide. You can't keep going back and forth and that affected him for the rest of his life. So tell me uh, how you got started playing the guitar. I have an interest in that and, uh, and um, how long you've been, you've been playing. This, this summer... It made, I've been playing, this summer past, marks six years. Wow. And it started in, I would say, my sixth grade year in middle school. I just, my uncle came from Mexico, and he knew a couple chords. And at first, it's not that I wanted to play guitar. It's me and my cousin were learning at the same time, so we were like, oh, who could play better? <laughs> and ever since there, I just, I, I got blessed, and I went to the next level. So, Henry, you, you said your family prays often, and they're very spiritual people from what I can hear. Where does that spirituality come from? Is it, is it, is it grandparents? Is it someone on, maybe, do you know your grandparents? Or? I do. It, it's actually, well, my mom went to church when she was young, but my dad was actually grew up strict Catholic. Okay. And then uh, growing up, he was lukewarm, so he kind of like let go of the church. And then one day my mom went to a non-denominational church and she just stuck in. And then it, it transformed both their lives. So right now they're like sticking to it. I see. So your dad has those roots. He knows yeah, the he foundation the of the faith. He, like when I talked to him about about my Catholic, he, he supported me. He was like, I, I see why. He understood. Well, that's awfully nice. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you are the light for your family. Yeah, you know, they say that if the male in the family... Um, goes to church regularly that you know there's there's a 90 percent chance the family's going to follow and if the mom goes it's a small percentage just i don't know the man's the leader the leader of the family you know and has to take that charge you know so is it your aspiration one day to be married 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 or maybe yeah. perhaps the priesthood if that's that something that you smile <laughs> over there know, yeah it's what god wants not quite there like right there. Okay, P potentially a uh, uh, marriage, yeah. Okay. Have you ever prayed for your future spouse before? Always. Oh. Ooh. Always. I think marriage is on his heart. I like that a lot, yeah. All right, that's, that's good <laughs> stuff right there. 
All right. So, Henry, um, what's your future? You know, tell me, what what are you going to study? Are you planning on going to college? First of all, how old are you? Uh, turning 18 in February. All right. All right. 17. And uh, how uh, are you going to plan on going to college? Or yeah. What are you after, study? after graduation, uh, I want to go to UL and study architecture and hopefully be a contractor. Okay. And what do you do right now? Do you work for your dad? I work in, you I work, said, yeah, I work in construction. We do we do painting jobs, mainly painting jobs, and we work on. We actually uh, a few months ago we finished on the St. Jude Dreamhouse. I don't know wow. if you guys ever heard of it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's a cool deal. So you know the Cajun Catholics, the raging Cajun Catholics on the campus. You are gonna really enjoy that. Uh, that's. Um, just an amazing group of people, and um, I, I've done some daily mass at the chapel. I believe they're building a new church on campus too, pretty soon, mm-hmm. and so that's something for you to really dive in. I hope you'll get involved there, and uh, and so yeah, that's good stuff right there. Um, so just a, just a couple of minutes on the show, you know. Uh, again, we said we feature outstanding Catholics from all over Acadiana. If any of you listening to the show and you'd you'd be interested in being a guest on the show, please reach out and contact me. My email address is tcitron at hubcityford.com, and uh, you can drop me an email if you if you or someone you know you think would be a good guest on the show. And um, Especially kids and young adults. Yeah, I, I, love, like- I love having the kids, and, and Henry's just a blessing to this show and a testament to our faith, right? And, and to, uh, I think Henry's got probably more faith than many of us Catholics. I mean, he's on fire for Christ. I can see that in his eyes. And uh, he desires probably more to learn more about your faith. Right. You know, no doubt about it, huh, Jess? What's one thing in the Catholic Church that you want to know more about that you feel like you don't know too much about? Uh, it's actually what you told me, purgatory. <laughs> I have no idea. That was the first time ever knowing what purgatory was. I asked him to help me with some trash, and I told him, if you do something hard and don't complain about it, you can skip some time in purgatory. Yeah, I'll share something intimate that, uh, you know, Father Dan uh, Edwards passed away um, in early November, and um, and we were very close, and uh, and he called me a couple of weeks before he passed, and and he said, you know, I'm at complete peace. He was a previous guest on the show, and for any of you who have not heard his podcast, please look back at the Cajun Catholics and listen to Father Dan Edwards. It's amazing. And and he said, you know, I, I'm not afraid he has cancer. And he told me he had six months to live. And he said, but don't feel sad for me. He said, I'm, I'm at complete peace because he says, God told me privately that I won't have to go through purgatory. And it, this has always been in his masses. He'd always try and relate to the people, hey, stay away from sin. You don't have to do purgatory if you, if you do everything you're supposed to do in the church. And and so for him, it was always a big deal. And, and he told me candidly that uh, God just whispered to him near his death that he wouldn't have to do purgatory because he had suffered so much, uh, so much here on earth, you know. And so we miss him and uh, we love him. And uh, um, again, uh, wanted to share that about purgatory. Yeah, there's many indulgences that can be done to avoid purgatory. Some Jessica and I went to the Holy Land and walked through some holy doors, right? On that topic of purgatory, um, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, Henry, but what do you think heaven is going to be like? What is your heaven? Do you, have you My ever heaven. have you ever imagined that, or have you ever thought about what heaven is going to be like? I always think of it like, like as it says in the Bible, the gold streets and the emerald door. But mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like it's just going to be like kind of is how on earth, but like without any imperfections. Like I feel like everything is going to be perfect the way we. St- 
think it's perfect. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. I love how you said that because heaven is here on earth. And I know dad has talked yeah. about that many times. I wrote that in my diary this morning. Uh, so, again, a blessing to the show, Henry. Thank you for coming on. Jess, thank you for bringing Henry. And know that you'll be in our prayers. Thank you for having me. All right. You've been listening to Cajun Catholics. Uh, today's guest was Mr. Henry Lopez. He is a senior at Southside High School. Again, we always challenge you to engage the Cajun Catholic in you. Until next time, God bless. God bless.